Welcome to episode 96 of the Switch Mania Playcast. JP is here, episode. Woohoo! <laughs> that was the shortest uh, intro. There we go. We're done. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for <Anyway>. listening. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> what a week. Oh, it's what actually been two weeks. Two weeks, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah, I... I got sucked into the abyss of, of editing and craziness, and yeah, it a, last week was a, of a whirlwind. Um, I think we could start with uh, premium updates, because it has been a whirlwind, right? Yes, it has. There's definitely a lot going on, and good stuff, for, too. Yeah, for Series 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah, it's firing on all cylinders. Exactly. So why don't you start this off, Jeff? Okay, so um, I think we'll start with uh, Series 2. Um, so we are at the final stages of ordering all pieces. So essentially everything has been submitted. It's been approved for a while to Nintendo. Um, but now everything is submitted for production regarding the premiums of Series 2. And all I'm waiting on is the pro forma invoice from Nintendo so we can pay them money. Um, and then that'll be a couple weeks out is what it took last time. It took about a couple weeks for production on the cartridges and it'll get, and we're, we ordered earlier than we did in series one with all the production items. <laughs> um, I say premium because there are a couple items like the steel book in the retros, as well as the giant oversized cards. Um, cause we're, we've been toying back and forth on what kind of crazy quality we can do on these giant cards. And when I say giant cards, like they're going to be like. I think seven inches tall by five inches wide or something insane. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like nice, gonna, nice character stack cards. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be huge. It'll be fun. And so those are the only two real pieces that we're, um, we're figuring out logistically. Uh, but other than that, like the premiums, that, that'll be – and that includes the, the um, Retro Fighters variant and everything. Like it'll be good to go. That's awesome. <sighs> Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's going fast. I mean, if you think about it, we are just over a few days over a month since we closed pre-orders. And, you know, we're already at the stage where it's the premiums are definitely moving a lot faster than Series 1, which, you know, was bound to happen because we learned a lot from Series 1. You know, the do's and don'ts and, and yeah. things to kind of be proactive about. But, you know, I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's Series 2, so lots of fun stuff there. Want to give some updates on Series 1? Yeah, go ahead, JP, since this one's been a uh, major um, monumental headache for uh, especially you calling every every day. Yeah, so what Jeff <laughs> is alluding to is that the one item that we've essentially just been waiting on are the Pigeon Dev Deluxe Edition. So those are the beautiful deluxe slipcovers that house the Neo Geo style case, the Retro Edition, the Premium Guide, nearing 200 pages, all that good stuff. So we've been waiting on that. And really what we've been waiting on are those deluxe pieces. So if you've been following us either through email, Discord, social media, the Playcast, you know that they had arrived a while back to the port in the U.S. We've been waiting for for it to get scheduled to be picked up. So that all happened. Um, The problem was after it got to the terminal, it sat there for a little over a week because there's delays with trucking. Uh, This is just a worldwide, you know, nationwide issue with trucking right now. So... You know, we're not special to it, but we are affected by it. Um, so after, so what Jeff is talking about calling is I was calling every day to try and get it scheduled because where the terminal is to our facility is not that far, but they were so backlogged that every day I would call 
They would give us a new date when it was going to be scheduled to be delivered. That date passed and, you know, so on and so on. So we finally got an update, right? It, it finally shipped. It got to our facility and pallets are missing. So we're, we're missing a, a number of our deluxe items, which is mm -hmm. insane because when you see pictures of what these pallets of material boxes look like, I mean, it's not like, you know, a little needle that gets lost. It is these huge, huge shrink wrap boxes that are just missing now. Um, with that said, so for anyone listening that pre-ordered the deluxe, we have enough, thankfully, to cover the pre-orders. Um, yeah. We have a little bit of extra, but depending on what happens, because it's been a few days and they still haven't located it, we may not have, you know, additional, you know, above a few extra over the pre-orders. So, you know, we're still looking into this. It's a daily, you know, follow-up and, and research on their end at this point. But um, we're, that's where we are with the deluxes. So now that I mentioned that we had some delivered to our facility, the next step is to get the retro editions, the CD, the enamel pin inside of those, shrink wrap them back up, and then have them ready for shipping. And I'm happy to say that um, it looks like we're going to be scheduling that assembly next week. So in one to two weeks, we should be shipping, barring any crazy, you know, technic, uh, technical delays. Um, but we're finally there. Yeah. Um, you remember so the last time we talked about this on the Playcast? There was an unseen, never happened before blizzard in Texas. So yeah. I hope in August we're not going to see a <laughs> blizzard. <laughs> like, who knows? So you know, you know, barring any international disasters yes um <laughs> but you know we we see the jokes always like oh is it going to finally be august i mean we've seen the the material it is at our facility it yeah. just has a few more pieces to go so and what's nice is what you know we were able to confirm with with our team over there is that once it gets you know into their schedule for assembly it's a one-day process so it's one day to package up everything. And then, you know, we give it a buffer of about a day or two, just make sure everything is good. We do a quality check and then they're out the door. So I'm going to be putting out, you know, our email blast as I, I normally do. And there'll probably be one next week as well uh, with a specific update. So we're right there, everybody. Thank you for your patience. Um, but you're going to have those deluxes in hand very soon. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Oh, about time. I know, right? It feels good to finally say everything of Series 1, you know, is available. And, you know, speaking of availability, I, I looked today, we're under 80 copies left of the Super Blood Hockey Premium Edition on our website. I mean, it's so, I, like, I don't know if people realize because, you know, you know, we all share how many we have left and things like that. But mm -hmm. every day there's a few more going. And I mean, at the pace that it is, I mean... At most, it's it's one to two months, you know, honestly, if we're just being conservative before we're sold out. So, you know, for those listening, if you haven't grabbed it yet, now's the time because, you know, we're not aiming to reprint this. We have other games in the works. So don't miss out on our very first release, which is just a super fun RPG, bloody arcade hockey game. So check yeah. it out. And, that's well, that and, one to two and months the thing games. is, though, is that if the deluxes do not show up, Mm -hmm. They will be, there are retro editions. So those extra deluxe is, will be retro editions for the Pigeon Dev Games collection. Right. So there still will be stock for uh, customers, but it's mm -hmm. just, there'll be a lot less strategy guides. Yeah. And I, I think we need to show the, the guide again. And I'll talk to Frank about posting some more images because the guide is beautiful. I was actually looking at it the other day because I, I have it on my shelf next to my work computer. So when I'm on the call or I'm just like a participant, I'm not really doing much you know on, on a work call i'll pull out the guide and i just want to look at it again i mean it's 
It's amazing. I absolutely love it. I love the quality of it. I love everything inside of it. And I think it's going to just be a lot of fun when customers finally get to to open it up because, you know, we've, we've said this before, but it's not just four complete guides of each game in, in the collection. It's an interview with the developer um, with information that she's never shared before. There's, what was it, like 15 to 20 pages of the, the physical production process, everything that went into all of the items, which you really never see from companies. Like they don't go into that level of detail to explain how everything got put together. And I love it. I mean, it's such a great piece. And yeah, it's so worth the wait for everyone who's been uh, just waiting on theirs. What were you saying, Barry, when I cut you off? <laughs> oh, I was saying JP was talking about one to two months, but that's if it stays at its current rate. Right. You know, all it takes is a few people to say, hey, you know what, jump on it. And that one to two months turns into one to two weeks, um, oh, which two days. Uh, it really depends. And I think once there's a lot of people that have been waiting to get their copy of Super Blood Hockey mm-hmm. because they've paired it with the deluxe edition of Pigeon Dev. Once those get shipped out and more people get it, which means more unboxings and more uh, mm-hmm. challenge patches. And I think more, more, more eyes on that game, that game is going to sell out really quickly because Super Blood Hockey is amazing. And, uh, you know, speaking of, of Super Blood Hockey, today is actually Lauren's birthday. So it'd be really nice, nice. if you want to give him a good birthday present, you know, go and pick, a, pick up a copy of his wonderful game. Absolutely. Nice. Oh, um, can, can, I, uh, can I spoil something? Sure. Sure. So Super Blood Hockey wouldn't be the first game, technically, at least the first premium to sell out. Our version of Robot Name Fight, it's not going in stock, people. Like, when it ships out, it's shipping out to people when it gets in stock. Like, we don't have any more of the, the premiums. Say what? We'll, have, we'll what? have some extras of the um of the deluxes for sure. I don't think we have any of the retros of mm-hmm. our version. When I say our version... Um, we can't confirm for retro fighters. I'm pretty sure they have copies. Um, like not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure. But I know we do not. So that being said, like those that wanted to get Paul Niemeyer's art for Robot Named Pi, like from ours, um, yeah, they'll only be in the deluxe, and we're only putting up for sale when we have those in hand. Um, to go a roundabout way though. Um, why we didn't record last week, I was actually down a rabbit hole with the deluxe guide, um, and I actually got the first draft over to um, to Matt, uh, who, you know, created Robot Name Fight. So he um, got blown away. JP's mad because he didn't get to see it. <laughs> I need this guide to help me in this game. You're torturing me. Yeah, and so he gave me a, about four or five pages of notes of uh, modifications because... Um, there were a lot of stuff that I put in there and that um, Steve was like generating up uh, that he pulled from Wikipedia articles and things. And a lot of those are wrong. So um, there's a lot of corrections. And I mean, who better than to make the corrections than the guy who actually programmed all of the game? <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. I, I saw people because I think it was actually Matt who had shared that on social media saying, you know, he got his, you know, he was working with you. He got his look at it and it's turning out to be amazing. And I just started seeing all the comments from people that I don't even think were following us. They follow Matt and they support him and they were just like, oh my God, I need to get this book. I can't wait to see it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's nothing quite like working directly with the developer who made the game to make sure that you have this definitive guide that's not available anywhere else. And people did request um, that the guide be available um, separately, and it will be. We will have copies of the guide separately. Nice. Um, 
we haven't confirmed how many copies we're going to do extra outside mm-hmm. of the deluxe, but we are going to do a few, maybe a hundred, maybe 500. It's not going to be a ton. Right. Uh, Cause I don't know what the demand will be for, you know, guides by itself. Yep. Um, but we get thousand people that want it. Like, I mean, no reason not to, yep. um, it'll just be more expensive if we have to do a second printing of the guides, because if you print in smaller quantities, it costs more money. So, right. yeah. But that being said, though, um, I haven't created because I was working on, if you recall from uh, weeks past, a developer's journal with Matt. Um, I haven't transposed the first interview yet, which is the next step after I make his corrections. And then I still have to create the creation of the physical section. Um, And because we haven't finished all the pieces or hadn't went through production yet, the stories weren't finished. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure we we got the stories done. And so that's why that'll be the last piece I do for the book. But it's I mean... It's pretty close to being done, which is nice. Um, awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing I've been finishing is the editing for Switch Collector Volume 2, which is um, I'm within, like, 10 pages of the end or 10 spreads of the end. Uh, so I was literally all day today because I had today off um, of work. Today, all day, I've been working on editing. So I'm pretty close. I have to actually stop because uh, when I'm doing the editing uh, – like um, that, my editor he does it all in Adobe, and the red lines start to bleed in my eyeballs, and I can't see the crossouts anymore. So I start missing stuff. So I had to stop. Like as soon as I start like looking and I scan it a couple times, and then I find one, I'm like, all right, I'm done for now. I got to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> start to go cross-eyed. So that's why I had to stop. Um, so I only have like ten, maybe twenty. I think it's like twenty pages maybe 10 yeah something like that it's it's almost done that's like awesome. i am in the digital section so that is fantastic i know people have been chomping at the bits to get their copy of that yeah. and volume so, one so the process with that will be um as soon as i finish doing the editing i will export it all and get with the book printer who's the same book printer that did the guides um get with the book printer and then i will start the qaqc process and then print um, we're actually doing that with the Mike Tyson's punch out book right now as well. And I got in the advanced proof and it is freaking huge. <laughs> it's gigantic. It's like two of the switch collectors side by side. It's a giant book. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was to be that big. It was ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, that I got that and I was checking all the image quality. I spent like, a like till midnight on, on Tuesday with the author. So that book will also be in the semblance of completion. So I've been burning the candle at three ends because job plus premium plus Hagen's Alley. So um, forget yeah, premium, man. <laughs> I was going to say, while we're talking about Hagen's Alley, why don't you talk about a Kickstarter that recently started? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, so like, I, I let everybody know. I was like, uh, hey, guys, there's a, a new Kickstarter. The author just let me know that he launched it this morning. <laughs> I didn't know that he was... Like, I knew he was doing one because obviously I'm going to be helping him print the book. But, um, yeah, I was I, I was like, hey, so what are you doing with this? What are you doing with that? It's called the Video Game Console Collector's Field Guide, and it's the second printing of the book. Um, so it's going to cover a holistic, like the consoles and all the different weird and wild things that you can find for hardware. Mm-hmm. It's very artistic looking, really awesome spreads. Um, Tristan is the author. He's really cool. Um, but ironically, when I said, oh, he just launched, he literally launched it. I don't know if it was like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I'm not sure. But everybody, was, everybody was sleeping. I was like, dude, yep. you, sh- you should launch like when people are awake. Because then they, 
<laughs> he's like, oh, I didn't know. I was like, you should have just asked. I would have told you, hey, wait till like 10 Eastern. So that way, at least California has a chance. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it he was is, overzealous, um, but it's great. Oh, he was excited. Um, right now, it is about 70%. Um, and it didn't launch on my Kickstarter, everyone. So those of you that are listening, it launched on Tristan's. So mm-hmm. um, those of you that have backed something from me, you should have gotten an alert that I backed it because I literally put like the dollar in so everybody could see it. Because um, if I do that, then everybody gets an alert who's backed one of my projects saying, Jeffrey Wittenhagen backed this. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really cool book. I'm I'm printing it for sure. Um, and hopefully it, you know, earns enough money so we can hit some of the stretch goals because he wants to do some really cool like gilding and and fun mm-hmm. stuff with it too. Um, so I mean, it's called the Video Game Console Collectors Field Guide, a visual guide to spotting, playing, and collecting video game hardware. Um, now, Barry, was this the book that you contributed to, or did you contribute to his next book? I contributed to this one. Okay, so uh, Barry has his mitts on this. <laughs> DNA. I do. I was I was actually at the computer at midnight working, and I got the notification that it went up, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll back this right away. So he sent me a message. He's like, thanks, you're number one back. I was like, all right, yeah, you know, happy to support. You're number one. You're number one. <laughs> but no, it is a really cool, Tristan's a great guy. Uh, he does a lot of great work for, like, the retro scene, and uh, his book is really well put together. And I was lucky enough to be able to contribute uh, some stuff and help him out on some things. And uh, yeah, uh, definitely worth checking out. And he's he's one of those people you you should support because he's he's really good people. Nice. Yeah, I Good's hope up. it you know I hope it takes off and goes crazy because oh, it'll yeah. be amazing. Yeah, the Mortal Kombat book before was insane, and but like I because I have the Mortal Kombat book, the Punch Out book, and volume two out there like i i told him i was like hey it can't go on my page because you know i want to fulfill the previous books and as we just talked about uh switch and mortal com or not more switch and punch out are both in printing basically at this point so we'll be there we'll be there <laughs> sooner before you know it and so is there anything in the news we need to talk about or should yes. we move on to the topic? Oh my god, yeah. Today alone there's a, a lot of news, but there was recently a mini Pokemon Direct. Barry, did you watch it? Yes. Great. Would you like to talk about it? <laughs> sure. Uh, so I they revealed a Pokemon <laughs> Presents that was yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday uh, around uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they started off with some uh, minor updates to some of their smaller games. Pokemon Unite uh, is getting an update with two new Pokemon as well as they're preparing for the mobile version. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix is getting like a relaunch with a bunch of stuff. Pokemon Go is celebrating its fifth anniversary, and I think Pokemon Masters is celebrating their second anniversary. And then after they got through all that, they went right into the remakes coming out Mm -hmm. uh, for Diamond and Pearl, which look fantastic. They're, They're keeping a lot of the stuff from the original, and they're expanding upon it. Uh, this is not done in-house by um, Game Freak. Uh, I, th- I think this is, is a Grezzo, or it's definitely inspired by like, like the Link's Awakening style. But uh, I think it looks great. And then they go to Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is done by Game Freak. This is Breath of the Wild Pokemon. This is like the Pokemon I wanted back in 95, 96, when Red and Blue came out over here and, and the anime came out. And it tails the tale of a time period before 
Pokemon were, you know, really caught and became a part of life. Because if you ever like watch Pokemon or play the games, like Pokemon are a part of daily life. They're mm-hmm. part of transportation. They're part of, you know, the hospitals. The police have Pokemon. Like everyone is Pokemon. It is just their like like we have electricity. Um, they have Pokemon. So for uh, this period, they're still researching it. You got to build a Pokedex. You get to go out. Pokemon will attack you for the first time and can knock you out. Um, you can, you know, choose to just catch wild Pokemon or battle them uh, to weaken them first. Some will run away from you. Some will attack you. Some will just be friendly with you because they're curious. Really well done. You could ride Pokemon. It just, to me, it looks fantastic. And the game I've wanted for over two decades now. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys, if you haven't watched it, if you've at least seen the new trailer or not. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, going back to when they first uh, premiered it, I, I, I love the concept of it, right? Because I think I've always pictured like, you know, it's not this game, but I've always pictured like Pokemon should be like a online kind of game. You're playing with friends, you're traveling together, stuff like that. But I want it to be more than just, you know, going to gyms every time and battling and things like that. And I remember when it first premiered, everybody was like, oh, it looks so barren. Do you remember that? It looked, it didn't look amazing. And to me, I was like, I love this. Like, I love that open world concept. I love that it's, it's not traditional. Um, we got a little bit with the more recent Pokemon with like, you know, the, the open fields, things like that while there to make it a little more open world. But I mean, this to me is the type of Pokemon game I've been waiting for. Um, I love the, the concept of it. I love what it looked like, you know, even from the very first trailer. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. I think it's I think it's gonna surprise a lot of people who I think were doubting it. Um, but yeah, I um, I'm I think it's next year though, correct? Beginning it's of next January. year, January. Yeah, so that's a great way to start 2022. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you catch any of this, Jeff? Um, so I didn't catch any of the video, but um, to me, it looks interesting, and it's one of the many inspired by you know the uh the breath of the wild mm-hmm. effect is what i call it like where you have the giant open world where you can see everything it's highly stylized um i mean i saw a video on the uh, new tales game too doing the same thing where it just mm-hmm. looks freaking amazing opening it up and giving mm-hmm. you a lot of exploration which can only be a good thing um i will say i saw the um box art for the double pack for uh the pokemon i think it was pearl and diamond my daughter was like i want it (laughs) so she (laughs) she wants the bag that's exclusive to like canada or whatever yeah i was like ah i was like well maybe i can try to get that for her because she is obsessed with shield so i i she really (laughs) really wants that um i might have to get her one or i have to get the double pack so that way i can play with her yeah that's the first and only time I've been in a Pokemon game was with, with was with Sword, and then I gave her the legendary, traded it to her. <laughs> I, I really need to go back to Sword. I beat the main game, and then they had like the post game content, so and, that, good. and that's what I never did. I never yeah. did the Pokemon where I think you start at the beginning of like your town and you go to the left. Um, that's yeah. where I stopped, and then they have all the DLC now, which I haven't even played in. And all this Pokemon stuff this week has been like, I think it's time I finally go in and, and finish Sword. <laughs> Um, and then get myself yeah. ready for the upcoming ones. But you mentioned the exclusive GameStop Canada uh, like drawstring bag, mm-hmm. but also something that just got revealed the other day is a European steel book, which everybody was asking about, wondering if we were going to get one. If you recall in the US, Target had the exclusive one inside of their box. Um, but this time around, uh, we've seen it only on one UK website, which is shop2.net. And the ironic thing is that, you know, somebody alerted me to it yesterday, so I shared it. 
And then another, you know, Twitter friend was like, yeah, this game's been sold out on their website for a while because it's double pack. And I said, oh, I, I was like, did anybody ever mention about the Steelbook? Because I, I never saw it like it, it shown anywhere. He's like, no, the, the double pack's been sold out for a while, but they just added the Steelbook bonus yesterday to their website page. So it, it pops up there and you can't even pre-order the double pack to get it right now, which I thought was odd. But yeah. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's amazing when these games come out and then all of a sudden the pre-order bonuses start popping up everywhere and you're trying to figure out, okay, are we going to get it in the States? Is there a cool exclusive somewhere in France or Germany or UK? And I mean, that that alone is like a collector's dream and nightmare. It's like its nightmare. own little, yeah, it's its own little world of trying to figure out how to get these items sometimes. <laughs> and double dipping to get some of these items yep. sometimes. It is it is a nightmare. And it, it really... I mean, I understand certain smaller things like, oh, this is exclusive sticker or, you know, a keychain or something. Or, But yeah, each retailer wants their exclusive thing. But Steelbooks, yes. I mean, that if you want to have a retail exclusive, like Best Buy has a lot of exclusive Steelbooks, that's fine. But don't make it country exclusive. That's mm-hmm. my big thing. If it's going to be GameStop exclusive or, or Target exclusive or, or Best Buy exclusive in the States, that's fine. If it's going to be worldwide, you know, every every state or every uh, store in Europe, that's also fine. But don't make it country exclusive because importing sucks. Make mm-hmm. it so every country has a fair shot to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, to me, that just seems like the, the best thing. But they're not going to do that because Europe goes, hey, we're going to do that steelbook and we're going to get those Americans to double dip. That's how we get more money. Yep. Yeah. I mean, well, at the same time, it's like, is Nintendo of Europe really thinking, oh, we're going to get America to, like, we're doing this so people in the U.S. will buy it? Probably not, because Nintendo as a whole doesn't think that Americans like video games. Um, So That's true. That's why we have to climb in (laughs) Yeah, it's it's insane. And then also we have the new Nintendo Switch Lite coming out that got announced. Yes. The uh, Dialga and Palkia, which is supposed to be like an homage to the DS version, I believe, that came out back in that day. Um, The one thing I, I mean, the criticism that I see the most is, is this the OLED Nintendo Switch Lite? No, it's not. It's literally like a normal Switch with just the character designs on the back and then a collector, you know, like the, the Nintendo Switch Lite box that says Pokemon and shows the two characters on the front. But aside from that, to me... I feel it's a little bit lazy, especially when you look at the previous Nintendo Switch Lite that came out for Pokemon, where it was like a different color, much and more the, anime. And the, the blue and the red sides. Yeah. yeah and cool. this one is just, I think it's just a gray console with just like the etching of the two characters on the back. And yes, it's supposed to be very similar to the DS one. But at the same time, I'm like, eh. Like, it doesn't do anything for me. I think it'll be the same price. I think it's $200. So it's not that you're paying more if you don't have a Switch Lite already. But with the OLED coming out, you know, it just to me is like, eh, nothing special. Another variant. (laughs) At the same time, I've seen some people go, oh, I wish I didn't pre-order the OLED because I want this one now. (laughs) That's weird. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the OLED. It'll be my first time I'm really upgrading my Switch. Um, But yeah, I... Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, I, the box is cool. You know, it's, it's always nice to have variants if, if you're going for that stuff. But to me, it's just like the design itself was just a little too simplistic. Here's the question, though. Are you going to be picking it up, JP? Probably not. I actually don't collect console variants anymore. I And I did for a while. Then I was collecting the boxes. Then I sold all of those consoles. And 
my whole family has better switches than I do. Like Shanna has the Japan only Disney Tomb Tomb one. Joshi has the Animal Crossing one, and I have my day one from you know 2017. So no, I I will get the OLED, and then that'll probably be it for a while, unless like a Zelda mm-hmm. or like a game that looks really cool and they do a lot like with with the design of it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if I'm doing the OLED. I may or may not. It depends. I mean, I have four switches in my house right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, and, and I did get the red box, the second variant. And uh, I mean, we, we can confirm that that is considered a separate release from Nintendo because, I mean, we have access to the developer side on their mm-hmm. portal and it's listed separately. <laughs> so right. Nintendo does know it's a separate console revision. Um, they just never marketed it that way. Right. Super interesting. Right. <laughs> So, so besides the Pokemon present, QuakeCon is going on right now. And oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, so, so what's interesting is that I'm not, you know, following QuakeCon or anything. But last night, I think somebody tagged me at like midnight, I want to say, a little bit before then. But Best Buy put up a very, uh, put up a listing for a September release date of the Doom Slayers collection on the Switch. So there's no box art yet on Best Buy's website. They're the first retailer to list it. But in the description, it said it's going to include Doom 1, 2, 3, Doom 64, and Doom 2016. So, of course, you know, I share it. And the first thing everyone asks is, is it all on cart? Oh, my gosh, Limited Run did all these individual releases. Then why didn't I just wait for this one? Blah, blah, blah. So today, (laughs) funny enough, Josh from Limited Run confirmed with Bethesda that only Doom 2016 is on the cart. The rest are all a digital download in the case. Um. So I thought that was interesting. It's going to be $50. People are wondering if it's going to be the updated, you know, Doom 2016 version because there was, I think, uh, additional content after it originally released physically. Um, so I don't know that. But, yeah, it's uh, so that was one thing. You know, that was a brand new thing that came out. And Wouldn't then it also- suck, though, if they did actually put the upgrade on it because then everybody would need to get that in the future to have the definitive release. They're doing game. that with Monster Boy right now. I know yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Perry. We, we will absolutely talk change. about that. But Do I think what's interesting is somebody, no, well, somebody was doing the math saying, okay, well, the original card size or, or um, download size of Doom 2016 was this. The download content was this. It puts it over 32 gigs. So they don't think even they're going to put out a new version. They think they're just going to reuse the cartridges, you know, make a new case, put a download code for the other games and, you know, call it a day. But... We'll have to see. Um, I think it had a September 2nd release date, which is very soon. Um, but again, there's no artwork yet. No other retailers listing it. So okay, watch you see if... You know what? Hmm. That sounds interesting, but think about it. Put your um, publisher's hat on. Yeah. Would it be feasible for them to hold on to cartridges if they order that many? Because like as we know, the more that you do in bulk, the more affordable it is. So if they yeah. did Doom... Wouldn't it behoove them just to do full production on their? Because they they only put a damn like they only did the case in the game. Like right. so, wouldn't it, wouldn't it make sense for them to just put it all in one and not? Unless they just have a warehouse filled with the games, they just got them and put the new or, one. Or or if they're using the same version as their original release, they just do a reprint. And we already know that the reprints yeah. you can order, you know, much more affordable quantities. But at the same time, it's it's not a whole new production. Um. And actually, uh, we'll come back to QuakeCon in a second, but I think this is a good time to mention now a Monster Boy that, that Barry brought up. So 
if everybody remembers, Monster Boy from FDG came out a while ago. It had, I think, stickers. It had a booklet inside their original case. It was a very popular game, and it sold out. Uh, so it's been out of stock for a while in the U.S. I think you can get the Japanese version if you really wanted to, but the U.S. one was out of stock. So on April 1st, FDG, the publisher, put out a tweet saying, hey, guys, we're going to be bringing a collector's edition of this game. It's not April. It's not an April Fool's joke. It's a real thing. More details to follow. And then they went radio silent for a few months. Like, there really was nothing. And then over the last couple of weeks, they started teasing all of the items again. So they were like, here's the box. Here's the numbered certificate. Here is the cloth map. Here's the cartridge. And then finally, they were like, here's the cartridge with all the updated content on it. So it's not even the same version anymore from the original. So if you want the latest one, it's only available in this collector's edition. Um, and then, of course, people go, where can I get it? How many are you going to have? When are you putting it up? It's going to sell out right away. So they finally announced that through Limited Run's distribution program, they're going to be putting it up next week. There's going to be 4,900 copies for the Switch um, because they're keeping 100 for you know one reason or another. But it's going to be $80. Um, and then the PS4 version, only doing 900 of them, also on Limited Run Games website. But the disc is actually the same as the original. There's no updated content. So it's only going to be the Switch one that's definitive. Um, huh. but, yeah, but yeah, so with all that said, what's that's interesting weird. there is that because they're doing a brand new version, that is considered a brand new run through Nintendo. That's why they're doing you know, the minimum, which is a 5,000 print run in North America. Um, but yeah, I... I I know a lot of people, and I guess we'll get everybody's thoughts after this. A lot of people are thinking it's going to sell out right away. I honestly think if you're there at, at at noon when it goes up next Tuesday, I think you'll be fine. I don't think it's going to sell out immediately. The PS4 one will probably for sure, but I think the Switch one will last a little while. Um, but I think it's interesting what they're doing. Um, some people are upset that the only way to get the definitive cart is through a collector's edition, of course, that's limited. But yeah, what are your thoughts, Barry? I mean, we've seen Dead Cells do this already. Uh, yeah. And at a <laughs> much higher price, too. Much higher price, yeah. Uh, they did it, There they did it with Switch and PS4. Here it's just Switch. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's one of those things where it's a double-edged sword. I love it because the preservationist in me wants it to be the complete version on cart, like we do with our own premium edition games. Uh, so for that reason, I'm glad that they were able to add to the game and now they're getting the complete version on. The sucky thing is for those of us that did purchase it right away, we have to double dip if we want to get the complete version of the game. And we have to buy the collector's edition stuff, even if we didn't necessarily want it. We just wanted to upgrade our card. So I really wish they did do something where they can do some kind of upgrade system. Like, oh, if you already purchased it, you know, we'll sell it to you. Just, just the regular version of the game, whatever. They do an extra thousand for that. Uh, I think that would be really cool because not everybody wants all the collector's edition stuff. Um, but at least at least they are updating it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and getting it more complete because that's really that's really the thing when a, when a game comes out and then they add content afterward. It's kind of like a bummer because oh, when the servers are down, you don't get that. But at the same time, it also creates that, you know, oh, well, this is now the, the best version. Therefore, it's going to be the most sought after. Mm -hmm. yeah. What I hope is that there's some kind of identifier. So like if you open up that collector's edition and take out the game, there's something on the game case and the card yeah. to identify it versus the other one. 
It, it will. So whenever there's an update, the code for the game, the same one that's on the cartridge label itself, it will have a different ID number. So it may be as simple as like it ends in like dash A and then it would be like dash C or something like that. So it will say that. I don't know if the UPC will be different, but the code for the cartridge should be different from um, the original. JP, if you're saying that it has to have another 5000 print run, it'll have a whole new game code. Yes, exactly. So like, I'm saying it won't be just a dash A. I'm just it'll be a full on the it'll be a full case code. itself. Like well, on the game case itself, it will because as you know, like if you turn over any case now, you'll see the UPC code and then you'll see the game code. That game code that's right above it would be different. I'm talking a more like easier to, to identify something for you want know, to quickly look turn it around. Let me see. Because some some titles and I, I'll always revert to Spyro on this on the PS4 where they re-released it with all the games actually on the disc, there's nothing on the actual case to identify it. It mm. literally still says requires internet download. The only way to know if you have a new disc is to open it up and see if it has a copyright. The only difference is there's a 2019 copyright in the disc. Everything else is the same. It's so cryptic. Well, you don't have to open it, Barry, because the code will be different on the back. For Switch, no, it's, it's a little it's, more identifiable than, I guess, PS4. Yeah, because on the UPC, on the barcode on the back of the Switch case, it'll have the new code on the back. If they did exactly the same art, identical, it, yeah. the, the UPC would be different because Nintendo requires that. Well, that's good. Because you know, on the yeah. PS4, they don't. It is yeah. the now, thing. I will say, though, unless you hadn't opened the game, mm-hmm. you do have the definitive edition because your game downloaded all the, the patches if you played it. So you do have the definitive edition. You only need it from a provision. Prov- you know, preservation standpoint in case your switch dies and you got to rebuild from scratch and the networks are dead and nobody's hacked it. <laughs> so in a like so technically that's my argument against that mentality of getting it again. It's like, well, I have Wonder Boy. Um, I already played it and I have all the stuff downloaded onto it. So unless, yeah. you know, the, the Internet dies and the world burns down and the only thing that's left is my switch collection. Um, <laughs> I I will have a way to play the perfect version. Um, now I will say so to I'm go not further, I won't get it. <laughs> so to go further down this tangent rabbit hole, Barry, you yeah. brought up another good point um, that maybe not everybody's familiar with that that happened with another physical release. So you you mentioned that when a company does an update, it'd be nice if they could somehow offer a program to give you a new cartridge, either for free, reduced cost, whatever it is. But there ah. was a situation that happened with strictly limited games bite the bullet. Um, I don't know if everybody's aware of this, but the second boss has this game-breaking bug where you just can't get past it. And it was made known to the developers, made known to Strictly. They addressed it. They they downloaded. They they created you know a download patch to fix it. But of course, everyone who bought the Strictly limited physical release was like, "Well, I have a useless cartridge because on its own, I can't beat this game." So there was a lot of questioning as to what what's going to be done. So you mentioned about updating the carts for people, and that's exactly what they're doing. They put out maybe a week or two ago an email blast saying that if you had bought the game from them, email them with your order number and mailing address. That's it. And they're going to replace the cartridge for free. They're going to give you a new cartridge with the updated content on it that will allow you to continue the game. And honestly, I think that's a, I think that's obviously the right thing to do, but I think that's a great thing for them to do because in reality – you don't have to. I mean, I think it would look bad if you didn't fix it somehow. But at the same time, to provide a free cartridge, which they had to reprint. I mean, that's not cheap. We know that. We we were in this business too. It's not a cheap. Uh, it's not cheap to do. So it's it's a, definitely a cost to them. But the fact that they are going to replace everybody's free of charge, I think that's 
very goodwill to, you know, for them to the community. Um, but if you're not aware of this, check your email from them if you bought the game because you do have to email them to get this new cartridge you know, at some point in the future. But, Isn't there another I made the email about before? Yes. Uh, so technically, not email, but if you had bought Bubble Bobble for friends, there was uh. an updated version that they allowed the people who bought the game to buy the, the cartridge for $15. So it wasn't a replacement because... Yeah, so, so nobody knew about that, and I don't think we talked about it in the Playcast, mm -hmm. because when I found out about the um, the replacement, I mm -hmm. emailed them about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, there, I checked my email. <laughs> there was nothing about Bubble Bobble, and mm -hmm. I was an original. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's choice now that I mean that that makes more sense like there you know there's nothing wrong with the original cartridge but there's obviously more content so I think that's nice for $15 to replace you know to allow people to buy it um this bite the bullet I think is honestly to me it's amazing because it's not cheap to reprint however many you need to 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 fulfill all these orders um but they you are know what doing that shows it, me so. though and that brings things back to Wonder Boy yep. that shows me that if you do an upgrade on a game that you don't have to print the 5000 again yeah, well, well, I well they have three thousand minimum, so I don't know if they. No, have I'm saying though, like if we do an upgrade to any of our games, it's a thousand minimum. No, well, uh, Monster Boy is five thousand. They have Why to be four thousand. Oh, Why? because it's a new code. It has it's to a be new. Yeah, it's, a, it's a new version of the game on the cartridge. It a, it's a brand new version, not just an upgraded patch. Because if it's just an upgraded patch, if it's a brand new game, if it's just an upgraded patch without changing the code, which you can do, you can literally upgrade and add DLC. Oh. Um, it doesn't require a. Then they could have done a new code though, because we've done new codes for uh, Super Blood Hockey and for I mean, with all four Pigeon Dev games on one, mm -hmm. it created a new code. You can't do it, but like technically, they wouldn't have to. Is what I'm saying. That I'm not I, I mean, doing, so. that's what uh, Strict Limited's doing is that they're probably just ordering a thousand, and mm -hmm. which is like that's still you know eight thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Um, but like, that's what they're doing is they ordered an extra thousand and they're going to replace. And if they get more than a thousand requests, they'll, they'll do like another batch. Speaking of games and, and, you know, being printed and randomly coming out, yeah. uh, this has just happened as we're recording right now. Uh, oh. limited rare games is back at it with a brand new release, literally live as we speak called demon pit on PS4. Nice. Uh, uh, they they put the shipping at a hundred dollars, but once you put your location in, it goes down to like nine dollars. They limit it to per person. However, if you want to pay for three, four, or more copies, they consider it a donation to Limited Rare Games. They are not going to send you any copies. Uh, it's pretty interesting, but this is available right now. So That's for any funny. PS4 collectors, I don't know if it'll be available when you're listening to this, but they just randomly drop stuff. On a, Where did they drop it at? On LimitedRareGames.com and Twitter. That's so dumb. I love it. <laughs> JP's like, right now going like, I gotta oh, get it. Yeah. Oh, come on. You really think I'm just on the site scrolling and trying to buy it with my PayPal account? Give me one <laughs> second, guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> JP's like, I'll leave if I have work Listen, things if, to do. If, if this doesn't prove that we are collectors, albeit crazy, we are. I mean, this is live that we're recording at least. But um, I'm just waiting for my PayPal to load. But no, no, keep talking. I'm just gonna get a copy of this. Thing. <laughs> hey, I got my. I'm gonna wear my pink T-shirt, right? <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you know this, guys, but if we just bought limited rare stuff and resold it, we'd probably fund our entire business for a few years. I mean, that's literally how crazy it is. Is um, <laughs> does the Switch Mania code work on this one? <laughs> <laughs> it does not. So Barry, you checked out. You're all good. 
Yeah, I wound up getting, I did two orders to get two copies myself when it went up because I got one just to make sure. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me get the second. But I did see $129 at first. And I was like, did I just click pay at a $129 game? Like, <laughs> oh my God, my wife is going to kill me. And then it went, you know, it turned out to be a 40 bucks uh, with tax and everything. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's at least better. But yeah, they uh, they they're at I think it again. It's already down. <laughs> is it down already? I think so. Well, the PayPal is just loading for me. I can't even check out. Oh, I, I get a warning script like error establishing a database connection. Yeah, hmm. the website's down. Of course it is. Everybody knew. Thanks a lot, Barry. Could have told us. No, no, it's up. Hit refresh. Hit refresh. Hit refresh. Did hit refresh. It's not I, loading I, the it PayPal. For me. Well, check out for me. Thank you. I can't. <laughs> Anyway, guys, so this podcast that we're doing, don't worry. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Yeah, it's it's dead. Um, <laughs> that's okay. That's classic it's limited rare good. games, though. You'll come um, back. Just keep hitting. Hey, I did get in their book. I haven't read it yet. I'm reading my Awada book stuff. Nice. I, I read the book. <laughs> yeah, my cool. wife read the book and questioned why she wasted her time. <laughs> oh, it's dumb. It's so dumb. It is the dumbest book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JP's still still trying to refresh. <laughs> JP's going to refresh the entire play kit. Oh, no, it worked for me again. Well, just you, Barry. It's not working for me. No, yeah, I'm on their page, the Demon Pit page. Look at that. I'm not. Oh, well. Here, I'll, 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 I'll post a code for, for Jeff to go right into the, the, the product page while we record this. Mm-hmm. Just, JP's already on the checkout. So there you go. I'm not. I'm. It's. Yeah, this is the weirdest episode ever that we're doing. <laughs> the this is not available. The link is broken. Thanks a lot, Barry. <laughs> How about you just check out a second time? <laughs> oh, I can't help it. Hey, they still owe me a Tamashi. I, I ordered two of them, and they only sent me one. <laughs> They only send one, and the rest is a donation to their company, Barry. That's how they work. Um, Here's the goodness, we're just going to slice this entire section out. <laughs> so to seg- segue, though, um, in reality, like we're not you know, above doing a definitive edition of a game if we need to in the future. Like If some game like comes up with a you know, significant upgrade or update that we weren't anticipating, mm-hmm. like we want everything to be complete on card, so we would do another thousand copies of something. Yeah, I mean, that's, if that's all it takes. I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely think if there was something big like that. But for the most part, you know, one thing that we always strive for when we're speaking with developers is that if they know there's content coming, we are patient and we'll wait until that's all taken care of so we can put out a definitive. So that's, I mean, that's really one of the reasons why we didn't launch with, with Robot Name Fight is that we knew Matt was working on additional content um, and it was worth the wait. Absolutely. What's not worth the wait is the stupid link. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they already yeah. tweeted asking Ivan the site is down again so they're they're doing their shenanigans it's I know work. it's just annoying it's like just want to get this game yeah, on Barry got the his it's all that matters Barry got his we're good you know Barry, I would just like to share that when Switch stuff comes out I always share it first. I shared it too you were in the middle I didn't want to interrupt I told you a second you interrupt me if there's something like this this is interruptible <laughs> JP <laughs> you don't rules. collect PS4 this, is, collect a Switch. this, this one. is a Switch though <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Switch. I, I am scared Switch. for the day that they do Switch. They teased it a long time ago. They were like, oh, we're going to do Switch games. It was like an April Fool's joke that never came true. But at the same time, you never know. And I fully expect wait them to till, drop Wait till we game. ever do an April Fool's joke, because I would be that jerk that would literally do like 100 copies of something. Mm-hmm. And that would be it. And I'd be like, okay, there's just 100 copies. 
go. <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> like, and it would be like poop slinger or something crazy, like, <laughs> like or a broom in the night sky. Or <laughs> you know what we'll do? We'll make our own game, very simplistic. It's like move left to right. That's the whole game. We'll put it on the cartridge. April Fool's joke. Calculator. <laughs> I yeah. wish. You know, you joke, but I guarantee you, I think there's a market for calculator plus battle calculator double pack. Are they made by the same company? No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the calculator theme. We we provide the calculator in the retro box. Actual calculator you can use, and I think that'd be a great set. Make it an old school with the solar powered. Mm-hmm. As I'm holding my solar powered calculator in my drawer right now. <laughs> While you um, click yeah. refresh. I click refresh, reload. I click everything, and this thing doesn't work. Anyway, so there was one more thing, guys. Coming back to QuakeCon. Yes. It just surprise dropped today on the Nintendo eShop, which is Quake. So they remastered the original Quake. It's $10 on the eShop, has online content, all the DLC content. I mean, it looks really cool. And then, of course, the minute that it launches, everyone goes, is there a physical? Where's the physical? And I don't think I've ever seen this before, really. But on the same day that it drops on the eShop, Limited Run Games announces their physical version with, like, three different tiers, um, lots of physical goodies, stuff like that. But... Next week, I believe, I think it's next week, the pre-orders are going to open up for the physical edition. So there is one. So lots of crazy QuakeCon stuff coming out over the last two days. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting to, uh, trying to keep up with everything. It's, it's also it's interesting. It's interesting hearing JP talk while clicking a refresh, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is loving this so much. <sighs> You, you know what it is? This is, I mean, it's true. I mean, their whole motto is crazy FOMO, even if it's manufactured, but it works. I mean, it at least works on me. It's like, I can't, I, I want this game for whatever reason. Just <laughs> if you collect PS4, I want this game for whatever reason. I have, you know what? I have like 50 PS4 games. It's not that I don't collect. I just don't actively collect unless it's limited rare games to mushroom. <laughs> hey, speaking of QuakeCon, Nintendo just tweeted the epic conclusion to the Doom Slayer saga, which is the second DLC campaign for Doom Eternal, is almost yeah. here. I wonder if we're going to hear about a physical now that the final DLC is there and it's all together on cart. Oh, I was very surprised when it originally got canceled for the physical release because obviously like Amazon even still has the web, the, the page up and the cover art for Doom Eternal. And then all of a sudden they said it's going to be, um, you know, uh, digital only. I honestly would not be surprised if it goes through limited run at this point. Like they yeah. seem to be partnered with Bethesda that I just think every game would go through there. And but, they would wait for it to uh, come yeah. be finished before I they would announce. I thought it was announce. finished already, but apparently there's yeah. one more thing. So that that's interesting. I mean, I didn't know that, and it it gives me hope that you know something like that could happen. I will say what's interesting. So this is just you know other physical talk, but I, I recently started watching the Alien movies like two days ago, um, and I got really into it. I watched Alien and Aliens. And then I learned that there was the Alien Isolation game on the Switch. So I tweet about that I have to play this now because it takes place between the first and second movie. And I tagged the developer. And, and then I wrote something like, oh, I got to play this. It needs a physical. And then everyone was like, absolutely needs a physical. And the developer responded back and going like, there's no physical coming. We, we don't have any interest in doing it. And I was just like thinking like, that's very odd. Like the game is popular. It, it was received very well. There's, you know publishers that are are interested because they even mentioned that, like we've we've said no to publishers or direct you know sales or anything like that for physical and i don't know that was just a 
random interesting thing that that came out of a, a quick tweet. Oh, but this. I know, with, with aliens, though, it's a big franchise. I wonder why. I mean, Disney yeah. now owns it, so they, they have go money. To- they wouldn't go into any details, and I, I honestly think I, I did mention ourselves. Like, I was like, "Oh, like, do you mind if I ask why?" Because like, I'm part of the premium, you know, edition games, and we're a new physical publisher, and we love to preserve games. Trying to like to semi hint that like, "Hey, we would do it for you." And then they were just like, "Yeah, no, we just don't have any interest in doing it." And I'm just like, "Okay, but you're right, Barry. I mean, like, Alien is big enough. The game." actually scored really well on the switch like compared to the ps4 versions and whatnot it did really well um so i'm a little sad because i do want to play it and then people were like well just get the ps4 version because there is a physical of that Mm -hmm. um but yeah they don't want to do a switch physical for some reason yeah you mentioned you know something i wanted to bring up before with the with doom slayers collection uh you know being announced it's kind of surprising to me that people are expecting or were expecting this to be all on cart Mm -hmm. because that's how I felt the PS4 version of the Slayers collection was too, and I bought it. And then when when uh, Limited Run announced that they were doing you know one, two, and three as a collection physically, I'm like, well, what? Why? I mean, we already have it. Right. So I went and looked at my case, and sure enough, inside is just the players or the, the greatest hits version of Doom 2016 and a download code for one, two, and three. So that's how it was yep. in the PS4 with a Blu-ray. There's no way that they're gonna pay to have a card with all of that. Yeah. Um, especially with the deal with limited run. So they're going to do it as cheaply as possible because even though Bethesda is now part of Microsoft and they have more money than God too, you know, uh, they're going to be cheap about it. I will say that the doom 2016, like the original physical release, you know, I think it went out of print. It, it kind of became a little hard to get. I was looking today on eBay to see, you know, has it actually risen in price and you can still get it for like around $50, $60. So for them to charge 50, it's still about the same price right now. So it's not that I think people are losing out. But again, when you have all these other games um, and it's just a code, it's like, ah, that stinks. But at the same time, if you if you haven't bought the game yet, this isn't a bad collection to go with. Um, but but for us, yeah, obviously, we want physical and on, on the cartridge itself. And at least this is like, it kind of reminds me of the Trine you know, a collection where just the four was on the card and one, two, and three were a download. But there was the collection of one, two, and three standalone physical. So at least there's that option with the limited run version. So you can yeah. get all the games physically, at least. That's true. Uh, so talking about games, should we talk about what we've been playing? Yeah. Uh-oh. The games of the episode, since we didn't actually have one game. Um, <laughs> yes. Ironically, is there's one game I was playing, and I was like, well, I can't talk about that because we need to make that a future game of the episode. So... <laughs> What have you been playing? Um, so I'll talk about the the big one that I've been playing because I mean I've been playing Picross, but I'm not going to talk about the, the Sega the Sega Genesis Picross <laughs> that came out because that's that's honestly what I've been putting the most time into because I could sit there and play that while my wife and I are watching TV. <laughs> but um, but the game that I've been playing, which has been on and off, um, is called a little game you may have heard of it called Hyper Light Drifter. I have heard of that. Nice. Game. Yeah. And so that's an action RPG game. It was developed by Hearts Machine, um, and it was published on the Switch by Abyslight Studios in September of 2018. So um, the game itself, though, takes a lot of homage to um, 8-bit, 16-bit games, and like basically uh, aesthetics of The Legend of Zelda and like Diablo is like a couple of the um, the lead developer Alex Preston's like inspirations for the game. Mm-hmm. What I love about the game is that the story is to- told completely like without any text, without anything crazy. It's just imagery. 
Like mm-hmm. as you go through, you experience the game. It has a, a like a um, neon aesthetic. The music is synth. It's amazing. Um, you go. You can go any of the the different directions that are open, which is like north, east, and west. And um, you know, one way is a little harder than the others, um, and one way is easier, and one way is like a medium area. Uh, but like the interesting piece is, is that. I ended up going through and playing this game a little differently than I normally do. Do you guys know typically how I play my Switch games? Uh, in a kiosk. Oh, yes. Blindfolded, right? Like I usually <laughs> play it blind. You know what I mean, though? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play the games with any kind of walkthrough or anything. Mm-hmm. I just play blind. I enjoy the experience. And so I play this a little differently where uh, because Hyperlight Drifter is heavy on finding obscurely hidden upgrades. So you have to find these coins. And if you get a, a certain amount of these coins, then you can buy things in the town, which are like integral upgrades to your character and, and abilities that you need to progress. Um, so what I did was I actually went through and played naturally through an area. I went through the one of the harder levels first, the, the north, because you're supposed to technically go east first, um, which is a little easier boss. But I went north, um, and the, at the boss fight at the end of the north was like a damn epic boss fight. But um, anyways, so I went through, actually beat him, and then I actually followed a walkthrough on YouTube and went through the north again. And found every single coin so I could get all the upgrades and the en- to upgrade like your energy sword and and all the, the grenades and everything. Um, and then I went and did the same thing with the east. And now I am currently in the west doing my blind playthrough, and then I'll play through with the guide again. So I've been playing it, and, and I mean we've been playing a lot of stuff for premium recently. Um, so it's been it. Hyperlight Drifter has taken a backseat, unfortunately, <laughs> but I am going to go back to it because I need to finish this game, and it is amazing. Um, I have gotten really, really good at it. There is a dash mechanic where they have like a a screen, and you dash uh, in circles, and it counts a tally like you're going around a race. Oh wow! And if you do like a certain amount, I think it's like fifty in a row. And I'm saying like to do the the multi dash, it's like you can't even do two. Like, it's, like, tough. It's like the the wall jump in Super Metroid or Robot Name Fight. It's tough to do. Um, I ended up getting the 50, and in order to get the... There's, like, um, cosmetic upgrades, like, um, different, uh, different, like, costumes you can get. But they actually give you a little bit of a boost as well. Like, they give you, like, extra attack or extra defense. And you have to do, like, a thousand dashes around this circle. Um, I was doing it. And I used one of my, um, what I got for Father's Day, I got a um, Power A and has a click on the buttons. So I actually got the click and I was getting in the mode and I was going around circles. I got up to 940 and then I hit the wall. Oh, wow. (laughs) And my hands were starting to cramp up. It was like 20 straight minutes or 25 straight minutes of going around in the circle. I was like, like, I got it. I got it. And I'm like. And then, doom, and I was like, I'm done. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me continue. So close. Like, it was so cool, though. I hadn't had that much fun with, like, a mundane task like that in such a long time. <laughs> um, but, like, there's so much cool stuff in there like that. Um, I do enjoy it a lot. I, I think um, I started exploring around after I got through, before I went to the, the West, and I found, like, a secret area. 
and I found the secret boss fight, and the boss fight like kicked my butt. And I looked it up online afterward, and it was actually DLC, and you're supposed to beat the entire game before you get to him. <laughs> so, so I'm like, no wonder I got my butt beat. Like this guy is like cooking me. Like damn. I like when games are open ended like that though, and allow you to access that stuff early if you explore. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I mean, this game is going to go into my. T- I don't know if it's quite up into my top five. Um, but it is absolutely going to go into my top uh, 40, which is the, my face forward games. I just got to figure out what it's going to replace at this point in my collection. Like, I mean, is it better than like a River City Girls? But I think the one that I'm ten- tempting to replace with it, because like I can't remove like Xenoblade Chronicles. That was too fun. Um, time Spinner. Um, I'm thinking probably Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Wow. Yeah. I'm thinking just because that's the, you know, there's there's still some, you know, little bit of little bit of issues with that with that port of those three games. They're fun, but there's a little bit of issues with them compared to Hyperlight Drifter is just a freaking gem. Highly recommend it to everyone. Um, and I mean, I know that the developers, they won like game festival awards and stuff for excellence in visual art. Um, they've won multiple, multiple awards for this game. It is an amazing, uh, amazing title. Wish we would have uh, released it first. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. So I picked a good one. Like it's, this has been on my backlog forever. So like, yeah. glad you got to play it. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it too. Yeah, definitely not one for the playcast because we'd never get JP back. You <laughs> 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 would get absorbed into it, but never get to finish it, and we'd be like, "All right, JP, hey, you did new game. Blade. You know, that's a long. Game. So did I, and that took us a while. <laughs> yeah, I think I finished that at sixty to eighty hours, but I got like, I got way into that where I was just like, it was one of those games that just transcends my time, where it's just like evening comes, the kids are in bed, and I'm like, "Sorry, Shan, I'm just playing tonight," and then I'm doing that for like days on end because I just can't stop. That to me is when I know it's a really good game for me. Those um, were the days before premium, too. Oh yeah, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry, what were you playing? Uh, so for me, the uh, the game I picked <clears throat> was a little known title. It's a sequel to a cult classic, which is also on the Switch. It's called uh, Neo: The World Ends with You. Nice. And uh, I played the first one earlier this year for the first time. I did the Switch version. I recommend the DS version <laughs> of the first game. Uh, the Switch version is not very good because <clears throat> uh, it's all touch. Mm-hmm. But I went into the second one like, all right, this one's built more for consoles. So my biggest problem with the first game was the combat with the touch screen. And I'm like, all right, this this will be better because it's designed for you know controllers. And it totally is. Uh, this takes place three years after the first game. You do not need to play the first game prior to playing this, although it obviously helps because you'll recognize characters and stuff. And the story of this is a really cool concept where when people die, instead of going to a heaven or hell, they just kind of like wake up in their back wherever they died, like whatever city they're in. And now they're in what's called the underground. <clears throat> and no one can see them. They're, they can just walk around. And they have to play the Reaper's game, and a Reaper's game takes a week. And you have to do different objectives between, you know, taking out a target or turf wars with other teams and trying to take over the city to, you know, just trying to reach a location. And, you know, you you battle, and the way you battle is it's an action RPG where the battle takes place in its own little field, and you're equipped with these pins. And every pin is an attack, 
and it goes to a corresponding button. So it could be, you know, the X button, the Y button, the A, the B, you know, something like that, or R and L, R, yeah, R1, you know, L1, stuff like that. And some buttons you have to hold, like certain pins are hold and charge up, certain are rapid tap. And they do different things from healing and support to defensive to AOE attacks to chain attacks to just rapid hit attacks. And they all level up as you attack and kill enemies. And that's one way to get more powerful. And that's really cool because you can chain different pin combinations together, but they're not infinite. So like if you have one that's like rapidly hit the X button, uh, that's going to eventually wear out. So you have to wait for it to recharge. So sometimes you're down and you have to choose when you attack and when you when you, you know, run away and play defensively. And I like that. Uh, the way you level up is also you get a, a general level for your entire party. Your entire party will level up together. Uh, so you don't worry about, oh, they're not in this battle. They're going to lose experience. Everyone's at the same field. But you also level up by eating. So you can purchase food and eat you know, until you're full. And each food gives different stats. And then as you battle, you burn off the calories. So you get hungry again. So you can level as much as you want or as little as you want, depending on how much money you have and how much food you want to eat, which I think is a really cool system because it's, you know, sometimes in games, food will give you temporary stats. This is permanent stats. So, but you can't just like keep eating because if you're over full, you've got to, you know, got to work it all off. And I like that idea. And the game takes place over three weeks. And so you got like 21 days worth of game time. Each day is very different. And one of the cool mechanics that's added into this game is time travel. So if you've ever played time travel games and you like time travel games, this is another benefit um, to this title. So you may do an objective and it may go wrong. And you have to figure out, where do I go back to? What do I have to change? You know, maybe one time you get ganged up and like like the arrival team beats you up. And you're like, well, we're going to die here. Let's go back and try and, you know, take out some of those people individually and find where they are before they ambush us. So that when you get back to that ambush, there's no big ambush there and you can tackle everybody. So I like games that make you think and add that type of, you know, puzzle element. And there's a big story, like there's an overarching story and it, it gets grandiose and it, it makes you shed some tears. And definitely, definitely recommend if you like action RPG and Square's uh, take on things, definitely, for sure. That's awesome. What about you, JP? I play Rocket League. That's it. No. It's a little known game in its fourth season, but no, I um, I mean, really, I, I really do play Rocket League whenever I have any free time to play because it's that five-minute pick-up-and-play that turns into an hour of just matches and absolutely love the game. But I actually did start a new game recently. I came across it. Um, it's actually an older game. I'm trying to just pull up the uh, the date. So this came out January. Did you possibly randomly come across it in a certain Switch Collector Volume 1 book? Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I did. I was, uh, I don't know what it was. I, I, I love, I love flip, flipping through, you know, a series. Hey, hey let's, let's not, let's not BS the listeners, JP. We were, right, so, yeah. we we're flipping through Volume 1 so we could find some unreleased games. Come on now. <laughs> Very true. Uh, I mean, like, there are I mean, a lot. Everything we cover in Switch Collector, we want physically. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, if we only covered, like, if we only went for games from year one, we'd have our library for years. I mean, there's so many amazing games that already came out on the Switch that deserve physicals. And obviously, every day there's new ones. So there's no shortage of amazing games. 
But like Jeff said, I, I was flipping through. I was downstairs. I was like, oh, you know, let me open it up. Let's see what's what's in the digital only section. And I came across a game that just really uh, piqued my interest because it has a very PS1 top down action adventure vibe. It's called Remember World the Night to- Sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we tried to do a physical. I'm yeah, telling you, we tried. Um, so my game that I started playing is called World to the West. It's by Rain Games. It came out January 18, 2018. It takes place in the Tesla grad universe, although it's not a, a direct sequel. And I'm very early on. Like I, even though, you know, there's no in quotes tutorial levels, I still feel that I'm at the very beginning. So, you know, how my, far did you get JP? I've played it. Yeah. So how it starts is ultimately there's four characters that you're going to control. I've only been introduced to three of them so far. Okay. So you're yeah. about where I am too, I think. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting because the way that the game works is you start with one character and you're playing through her story for really only a few minutes. She gets to this like device that's broken and they end up fixing it by um, by turning it on and she gets teleported away. And then all of a sudden it jumps to another character in his own adventure where he's led to believe he's a kid. He's led to believe that him and these other kids are digging on the moon um, <laughs> only to find out that they're not really digging underneath, you know, in the ground, in the moon, uh, when he finds a tree and he sees light coming through the sky. And everyone's like, well, that can't be right, because if we saw that, we'd be falling upside down just because of, like, the orientation of where they think they are. So the big kids are in charge. Nobody believes him. They banish him. And then eventually it cuts now. And then he, he gets to this mysterious totem with this old woman there. And his face is on the totem. There's four faces on this totem. He's one of them. Obviously, the the first girl that you play as for a few minutes is on the totem. And it immediately cuts to this to to a, a girl who is taking on a job from this wealthy guy to find this artifact. So either she's like a like a artifact hunter. I'm not really sure what her role is right now, but she takes on this contract to find this item, and she does. Uh, she brings it back to the guy. But what happens is. Along the way, she comes across this totem where the kid, the little kid is there. And mm-hmm. the cutscene starts just as, just at the same spot where the kid's cutscene ended. Um, so lo and behold, you realize that this totem allows you to um, to switch characters at, at a given time. But what's interesting is that although the totem does that, the totem also allows you to connect to the other totems that you come across in the world to, to instantly teleport. But if a character hasn't been introduced to, you know, a totem that another character has, you can only go as far as that other character. So the idea is that you keep progressing a little bit, you get stuck, and then you have to call on the other character to either crawl through a little space, uh, dig and go underneath the ground, like past rocks to get to another section. So it, it take it's, it's a puzzle adventure game because it requires you to use the skills of all the characters. Um, so at this point, I've really only been... Um, uh, what's the word swapping between two characters. So the, the first girl I haven't really seen yet. And I see, you know, in the screenshot that there's this like strong man guy that I haven't seen yet. So I'm still very early on, but what I, what I will say is that I really, I, I love the music from the very first. Did you uh, get the tune. ability yet for the, the one um, grifter girl or whatever she is, where you can control the beasts yet? Yes. Yeah. That's you need, so fun. Yeah. I love that because what's interesting is that you um, you can control like little squirrels. There's like these little like black insect horse like kind of creatures that you can ride. But what's interesting is that when you're a squirrel and you come across like these black creatures, they'll eat you. Like they'll throw you up in the air and just kind of like chomp you. And it's it's cartoony 3D 
early, like I would say honestly, like on purpose, like early PS1 kind of era graphics, but it works. It, it kind of reminds me of the early art for like Mother, like the clay art or Mother mm-hmm. 3. Um, yep. It reminds me of that. It really does. Yeah. And and I will say like the game is is fairly big. Like I was looking online. I mean, it's it takes a while to beat. So I know I'm early on. But I'm I'm enjoying it like highly. I I like I said I love the music. All the different pieces and all the areas are just so catchy that I've caught myself just standing in one area to like listen to it on repeat. The top down view I think works really well. Uh, very bright, colorful areas, and I like the puzzle mechanic. Like it's fun. It, it brings me back to like the olden days of like these fun puzzle adventure games where you have to you know collect certain items to open the door or you have to figure out how to get to a certain spot. Um, so you have to use the abilities of the different characters and it it's enjoyable. Like I really like it. Um, I'm oh, very wow. glad that Jeff put it in his digital only section of games worth checking out. Um, How long did you play it for like a, an hour or two? Yeah, I would say probably no more than two hours at this point. I, I want to say I was about the same and I was wandering for a while. It says this is like to beat just the story without messing around. is like 13 yeah. hours. And I'm like, Oh, like, I know that's a huge game. It is. And, and what's interesting is like when you're when you're the girl who takes on the contract, you have to get through like these doors that are all locked by, you know, a, a, uh, a shape object that you have to find. Like the key is a different shape. So you find it, it opens up and then you go to the next door. But I mean, the puzzles are, are very smart because it's not just as simple as, you know, using her to navigate around the area. But it is using the different creatures as well. It's using the other character as well. And I can only imagine how much more complicated the puzzles become when you have to use all four characters. Because um, right now it's only two, and each one you know takes a little bit. Like I've already come across a few different puzzles, um, but it's fun. I mean, I, I really find it inventive. I find it cute. I yeah, I, I I'm loving it so far. So I'm I'm glad that I came across it in your book, and uh, I I see myself playing this one through completion should be interesting and i mean it could be a, a candidate for a, a future physical title for us oh, i yeah. mean who knows i mean as, as we've realized you know now moving through our series too it's like uh like the stars aligning for a, a physical to, to come through <laughs> like it really does it takes like the align you have to move heaven and earth to uh <laughs> <laughs> to get a get okay. a physical done, so yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a classic quote that I heard when I was ta- when um I was talking with the packaging company. Um, we were talking about the craziness of the lost pallets, and and then they were showing me all the different items because we're checking all the items. Um, and what what they said was, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yep, <laughs> that's like, true. They're 100 percent right. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is a nightmare. Like, yeah, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So. I mean, Very I, was, I was talking with other publishers recently and, and, you know, their games were supposed to come out of it. And I was like, oh, did it ship yet? And they're like, no, like FedEx got delayed and this carrier got delayed. I mean, it's not just us. And I mean, it's it's crazy that it's happening everywhere. It, it's definitely, I think, made us a little more attuned to like timing and, and feasibility moving forward. I know like me personally. I was very energetic for the deluxe editions, thinking they were going to arrive sooner than they would. And I didn't anticipate delays at the port, delays at the carrier, missing pallets. Like none of that came into play. And I think with series two now, I'm going to be like, yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. And I'm not going to give any any notion of a month or a date time frame. You until- heard it, Barry. You heard it. <laughs> I'll be like, mm-hmm. I'll be a lot quieter now. I'll, I'll wait until I'm holding it, it in my hand. <laughs> 
you say that, and tomorrow you'll be like, oh, my God. Did you well, say I didn't say I'm not putting in an email update tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's a crazy ride. It's definitely worth it when you see the product and you see the, the passion from the developers and you see people excited. I mean, every day, more, more than any other game so far is like, hey, I bought Robot Name Fight. When's it shipping? Hey, you just want to know what's the status update? Oh, can't wait to play it. And it's just like, that's great. I mean, I love that people are excited and, and eager for it because it just makes it even much more fun when, when it arrives. And when you see these challenges that we put out for these two games, I mean, you're, you're going to be playing them and we will know you will be playing them. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. And we actually had, um, for the sunshine anthology, they showed us like what they what the idea is for one of the challenges. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's genius. Never mm-hmm. been done. And it's completely in, in alignment with what we're doing. And I'm like, oh, it's so cool. So cool. Yeah. I can't wait till you reveal. Actually, we're not going to reveal it. We're just going to put the challenge on the back of the card and we'll let you all reveal it. <laughs> and that may be a kick. That, I think that is the Kickstarter exclusive challenge as well. So I really yeah. hope everybody backed it because as of right now, there's no plans to make it available. I mean, you know, we'll see if anything's left over from the backers, but that's a Kickstarter exclusive challenge card and challenge patch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be exciting to uh, to see who earns it. And I mean, there's not going to be a ton of those created because no. if we've only have X amount of games, I'm not going to create more patches than there are right. versions of that variant. So. It'll be, um, you know, that's the FOMO driven, right? But it's like we had it up for a long time. So. We did, you know, we had it when we were new where we didn't have any games out. We kept it open after we started shipping. I mean, it was up. Uh, since, series you know, 2. It was like October, November, and we just closed it at the same time as the Series 2, which was um, in July. So it, it was up for a while. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see once it's once it's out. Obviously, you know, people are asking if we're going to offer the game on our website, which we will with, you know, potentially a different slip cover, different challenge card, things like that. Potentially, definitely. Everything that was listed on Kickstarter as exclusive is exclusive. Yes. So it, it's 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 going to be cool. And, you know, Camp Sunshine is just a fun game that I don't think a lot of people have been talking about because it's not yet out on the Switch. It's It's in the process of getting ported because it's a Steam game right now. But it's so much fun. And to have both of them on one cartridge is just, it's perfect. That's yeah, going to be great. I can't yeah. wait for people to get their hands on it. I think with the Direct, too, when we did that, a lot of people were surprised. They yes. they knew about Sunshine Manor, or they might have heard about it, but they didn't even like see footage. And they were surprised by right. the footage. But then Camp Sunshine, like, whoa, wait a minute, where did this come from? Because so many people have been like, oh, when's Sunshine Manor coming out? And they, they don't, they're not asking about Sunshine Anthology. And it's like, no, you're getting two games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not just one. You're we're, we're doubling this. Yeah, and it's not even like it's a faces too when they see the, our banners because I have the giant Graham Humphreys art on a huge banner that's on our table. <laughs> that's oh, so cool. Oh yeah. So what are we playing next week? I have no idea. What are we playing? <laughs> Go for it, JP. Oh, I have no idea. I thought you knew. <laughs> I we discussed this already. <laughs> so tell us. I don't remember the name of the game. I'm refreshing, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) You're refreshing. This whole conversation, this is is how good I've become. I'm talking about World to the West. I'm talking about Uh, Sunshine. And I am refreshing every half a second. We'll we'll be playing the game Art of Rally. Yes, we will. Oh, the the racing game. Cool. Yeah, this... So if any... If you recall... um, Oh my gosh, I'm going to completely forget the name of the game. So I'm going to look that up really quick. 
there's a game called Wow, you can't even type in drift on the switch because it just comes up with the Joy-Con drift. Oh uh-huh. my god, that's so funny. No, we're not playing the Joy-Con drift game. Absolute Drift, if you recall, uh, is a really fun Zen-like game where obviously you're drifting your car and it's very ambient music kind of thing. So the developers created Art of Rally, um, which takes you back to like the old school days of Rally in their aesthetics. Also with the Zen-like kind of atmosphere where it's it's calming and it's just, you know, I started playing it a little bit and we'll go into it more, but check it out before we talk about it. Go on the eShop, watch some videos, you know, even, you know, drop us a line anywhere on social media or through Anchor and let us know if you played it, but Discord. it's going to be an interesting one. Discord. <laughs> yes, Discord. I said all social media, oh. that's Discord. <clears throat> that, that is true. Discord, yes, it is. Discord. All of the Discords. But yeah, so Art of Rally is our next game. I think it's going to be a, a fun one to talk about. Speaking of of Discord, uh, we did actually ask. We actually two two weeks ago we asked everybody what they were playing. Uh, and then again today. And then again today. But uh, <laughs> we did have some responses. Super uh, Blood Hockey. I saw that. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to start with what was you know two weeks ago, and then do uh, yeah. So Super Blood today. Hockey two weeks ago, Barry. <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> well, one was, yes. Uh, so one person... And, five, and two weeks to Barry's eight days. It's awesome. <laughs> yes, eight, eight days. You're right. Eight days ago. <laughs> eight eleven. I asked. You're right. But I meant for the two weeks ago episode. Shush, Jeff. Uh, so, uh, Heretic Hero said for him, he wants to open up Valhalla. He got the <laughs> Asian version, and it's supposed to be insanely good. Uh, really wants to experience it in the story, uh, which is Cool, I've heard very good things about Valhalla. Yeah. Uh, Vista said, honestly, Super Blood Hockey has me extremely hooked. I think it might be one of my favorite sports games ever. Purchased the game because I wanted to support the first release from Premium Edition Games and has fallen in love with the game more so than he ever thought, which is great. I love to hear that. Super Blood Hockey is so good. Uh, Curious Pomegranate said, Red Strings Club uh, mm, yeah. is the game he's playing, a hitting that cyberpunk adventure game spot that was so great about 2064. Lion Song really impressed him as well. Um, and uh, Yuppie Psycho is probably his favorite game he's played in the last while, though, uh, which is cool. Uh, as they, they apparently, this is the same developer that did Count Lucidor, uh, so it's great to see more games from the same studio. Uh, Rogaru said, just finished Pikinuki. Uh, I was surprised how good it was. Between the art style, music, and story, I'd say this indie game is as good as some AAA games. I was supposed to play Swords of Ditto next week, but the cart took a swim in the washer as it went back to adventure. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Uh, Ninja Lunchbox said, I've been playing Maneater. Went in skeptical. I'm definitely a fan now. Completely finished the game, and damn, this game is rad. Customization of your shark is not just cosmetic. There are perks to it as well, whether it upgrades your attack, resistance, etc. Purpose of the game is you start out as a bull shark pup, and you're seeking revenge on the shark hunter that killed your mother. Uh, I've heard good things about Maneater, so that's awesome. Uh, Then let's see. Uh, Japanese Ninja uh, said that they're currently in a buy and play later phase but just purchased undertale and trooper brook and really looking forward to playing them when it gets time undertale seems like a fun and quirky rpg but i'm not trying to read too much into it that's my favorite game the buy it now and play it later i I get that all the time yeah you play that every week (laughs) every day and then just today jeff 
refreshed the question, and Trashbag said, Some Shovel Knight. Chuckles the Clown added, Valfaris and Enter the Gungeon. Hmm. Uh, Dada Bill said, Salt and Sanctuary. And Superdab said, Overcooked 2. This game is great couch co-op, online four-player action, and Neil, the world ends with you. All right, someone else played the game I played. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody who contributed and responded. Um, we'd love to hear from you, of course, and love to have those discussions going in Discord. Awesome names for people, too. Oh, yeah, some great ones. I, like Every name you read off, I'm like, I know all of them. There are regulars that are always awesome in Discord, and I'm like, I just love their names. I love when people get creative. Yeah. Ah, are, sure. uh... So, um, you know, it's Thursday. It's been a while, but has there any been have there been any new games that you guys have recently acquired or picked up? Hmm. Um, I did find a copy on GameStop Online of the G.I. Joe Gold edition or whatever. Nice. Um, they didn't have it in my store. So mm-hmm. somebody somebody in the group recommended that I, uh, you know, go to GameStop's website. So I did. Mm-hmm. Um, Devolver finally sent me Ape Out. So that was nice of them to finally send me my uh, my Steelbook version, even though I don't really collect Steelbooks. Um, I finally got the Taco uh, Drum, by the way. Oh, nice. I hadn't gotten that drum yet, so I finally got that. Um, I pulled the trigger and got some some um, some of the sales on GameStop as well while I got G.I. Joe. I got the Terra Trilogy, which was super cheap, Curved Space, and um, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which I never bought, <laughs> um, which is funny. I mean, I had it digitally, so I didn't really need the physical until I found it for a deal. And the other one that I got was, let's see, Monster Hunter Stories 2. <laughs> that right. even opened that it is such a good game. Haven't even opened it because yeah, I don't have hundreds of hours. So, yeah. <laughs> buy it now, play it never. Yeah, yeah exactly. The <laughs> that's, JP that's, that's the variant hey. edition that I play. <laughs> and, and guess what's right underneath it, JP? That's also never going to be played in this in this generation. Three Nocturne. It's never going to get played. (laughs) I got so many. I I did get uh, Graffiti Games Blue Fire as well. Um, So I got a bunch in. I haven't gotten anything this week, though. I got it all last week. Like This would have been last week's pickups. So I got like nothing this week, I don't think. So, yeah. Weird. I can can go next. I don't know everything I got, but I know what came in today because it's right in front of me. There we go. JP probably has more today than what I got in like... All right, well, the first game is called Dungeons and Gravestones, and it's a Japanese-only game, or it came out in Japan, but it supports English. Um, what's really cool is it actually came with a secret book, which is a 15-page manual, but it's a Switch size, so it shipped on the outside of the case. Um, but if you recall, there was another game that came out by the same developer called BQM a while ago, and it also came with a booklet, like a, a bigger booklet, so I guess that's just something that the developer likes to do. The booklet's all in Japanese, but it's fully color. looks really nice. Just sadly, I don't understand any of it. Um, the game is like, it looks to be a top-down RPG weird action game. I don't know. I have no idea. It's like lots of little boxes, but I got that. Uh, then I got a Fosical, and here's the irony. It is called Professional Farmer American Dream, and it's a German Fosical of, of farming in the USA as you're, uh, you're on a ranch, and it supports English. Um, it's by our favorite publisher, UIG, who makes all quality simulation games. Um, JP. 
I had no idea this came out until I randomly came across it on like eBay Germany, and I had a friend who was nice enough to order it for me. Uh, then I got in a game that came out in the U.S. by P-Cube. It's called Zengion or Zengion. Hit the sweet, hit the street solo or team up with a RPG action RPG roguelite anime infused game. Looks really cool. Lots of uh, anime like characters. Um, yeah, I'm going to check that out maybe sometime. Never. Um, and then I got in. <laughs> <laughs> then I got in from Strictly Limited Games Speed Limit, um, the genre changing roller coaster. And it looks to be like this high speed, crazy type of game. Um, I see motorcycle chases, car chases. You're on a subway train. It looks crazy. And it's like all pixelated type of graphics. Um, but yeah, that came in from Strictly Limited. So those were the four that just came in today. I'm sure there's other stuff I got. I just can't remember. Uh, what about you, Barry? Yeah, I'm trying to even think what I've gotten in lately because the Switch has thankfully had a little bit of a, a quiet spell. But uh, recently one game that I did get in that I actually started playing as well mm-hmm. um, was uh, Shadowverse Champions Battle. I nice. tried the demo, and I'm, I'm a big Magic fan. I played Magic when it came out, Magic the mm-hmm. Gathering. I love card games. So I'm like, all right, I'll try this demo. And I, I fell in love with it. So I've been you know, doing like a round or two a night, you know, just, just trying to enjoy. So the, the physical came in with like, you know, I think it's like an art book and manual and nice. some, some nice stuff. Um, so that was cool. I, uh, I'm trying to think what, what else I didn't get speed boost yet. That, that though it might be here if my mail hasn't speed arrived. Limit. Or speed limit. I ha- my mail hasn't arrived yet, or at least it didn't arrive at the start of this recording. It's always <laughs> late. Um, but I did get in my sense of cyberpunk story from the Kickstarter for PS4 and Vita that finally showed up. Nice. I think the PS4 version delayed it for, uh, for what seems like forever. And, uh, I did get something that I've, I'm adding to one of my displays, which I didn't know existed was a, uh, a karaoke add-on to the Dreamcast that was only released in Japan. Uh, just I love quirky, weird shit like that, and I managed to find one and got it in. So it looks really cool. Uh, I, I don't even know if that expansion port was ever used for the American Dreamcast at all, but I love seeing stuff like like that that we just never got and how out of the box you know Sega was thinking back then. Mm-hmm. That's about it. You know, you mentioned the Shadowverse, but there was a game that came out, uh, I think this week or last week in, in Japan. It was a new Yu-Gi-Oh! game, Dual Rush, yes. and it came with an Amiibo card. But the interesting thing is, so the Amiibo card was taped to the outside of the case, and it's sealed. But inside, there's a promo card of, like, a Dark Magician. And I didn't even realize it because, you know, it's Japanese only, so I kept it sealed. But my friend sent me a screenshot of eBay. The promo card is going for more than the game. <laughs> Oh my god! Just like is this game even sold out? I'm like I, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Amazon Japan and Play Asia as available, but I guess people really want this promo card that's inside. And I mean, I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh. It just looked cool, and I heard Amiibo card, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll grab it. But the, interesting I, stuff. I went to eBay and I ordered the full set because I wasn't going to order seven, you know, copies of the the physical game to hopefully get the full set. It was just cheaper oh, to it, order it the full different set. cards. There's seven Amiibo cards, yeah, seven different Oh, my ones. God. So How I just, much did you get? It was about 100 bucks. So okay. it was terrible. But there's right now, there's a bunch. There were a bunch on, I should say. I don't know what it's like right this moment. But I figured while there's people selling it, I'd grab it before the well yeah. dries up. But, yeah, there's seven different Amiibo cards. What do they do? I have no idea. I haven't gotten them yet. They haven't even shipped. <laughs> oh. I mean, is it just for the Yu-Gi-Oh! game that these cards uh, work? I believe... 
I believe, specifically just for the Yu-Gi-Oh! game. However, all Amiibo work on certain games, just like in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll get, like, I think Breath of the Wild might be one where it's like you just get random ingredients or, or, or treasure chests pop down, and it would work like that. Um, oh, okay. You know, random rewards. If it just generally reads Amiibo, they do count. Yeah. But there are seven total in the set, and they're ah. Japanese only. So the odds of those coming to America are about as odds of the the same as like the the, bas- the baseball game that had yep. six amiibo that yep. was done in the same way from Konami. They yep. never came over. So if you're an amiibo collector and you want them, I'd say the cheapest way is to just buy a set on eBay instead mm-hmm. of buying seven copies of the game. Well, even if you buy seven copies, you may not get you may not seven. get all seven. So yeah. it's better off buying the full set. Hmm, interesting. Did not know that. And now you're gonna have to go buy the other six. Oh, no, I don't actually collect. I was just like, oh, it sounds cool. Let me get it. I had no uh, idea there were seven of them, but I'm happy with my one sealed one. But, yeah, that's interesting to know. Yeah, that's true. They have done that before with the, the baseball game as well. And I didn't even know that the baseball one had multiples. I thought it was just one from Amazon Japan. No, there's six. six total. Oh, my God. Gotta yeah. love variants. Uh, <laughs> that's not even variants. Yeah, just- it's not variants. That's just random. You gotta love rant. Like, that. that's the thing that drives me crazy. Because, you know, we've seen that with the uh, LOL surprise games where it's like yeah. one of six something inside the case. And, and it's just like, uh, I only did that once with the Hello Kitty Cruiser. I um, In Europe, they had a one of six or one of five random patch, like an actual patch in the case. And don't ask me how I ended up getting all five, but I somehow got all five through friends that didn't care or I found the spare one online. But in my one case, I've got all five patches. I feel so proud. That, that, that's what's going to be put on your tombstone. That's right. I got all, <laughs> Some, I got all the patches. Somehow acquired all five Hello Kitty patches <laughs> for the Switch. Now, I haven't played the game yet, but I have all the patches. That's in the buy now, play never pile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much just my shelves. But, uh... <laughs> uh, no. So, yeah. So, um, was there any final things that you guys heard about or read about or want to talk about before we uh, wrap up well, there is one big thing this weekend yeah, yeah tell us where Go you're for it, <laughs> uh so starting tomorrow at the time of this recording um but this weekend i will be going to southern fried uh gaming expo sfge over in atlanta georgia and um so i'll be out there uh doing a panel on Saturday talking about modern retro done right and how we make our Switch games have mo- uh, modern retro aesthetics and awesome. what we do. Um, that's what the panel that I've been doing at different conventions. And I will have a table set up, and I'm pretty sure, uh, I think Frank already posted it up in Twitter and everything, on Instagram or whatever, So uh, where my location will be. I gave him like a little like circle, little highlighted picture, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he used that. <laughs> but... Um, we definitely like to see everybody uh, there. I think they did implement a mask mandate because of the increase with coronavirus and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll be wearing a mask all weekend, which will be a pain, but that's fine. <laughs> and the coolest thing about this one, though, and I think my wife's coming out because of it, is that they're doing a 80s prom night on Saturday night. That's so oh, that's cool. cool. So I told my wife I have Zubas and a tuxedo T-shirt. And she's nice. like, you're going to dress like Marty McFly. If you don't know what Zubas are, think about pro wrestlers with fanny packs in the in the eighties. Oh I miss the eighties. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna be doing. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um I think she got me some Art McFly stuff, so we'll see. 
Um, but you'll find me because I'll be wearing the Premium Edition uh, Games uh, vest that I have. So it'll be super cool. Nice. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a good time. Absolutely. Well, now the only other thing I want to add is I'm sure the listeners at this point uh, want to know, JP, have you had any luck with your F5s? Um, yeah, so it's weird that the site is back up just now. It I, I read about the shipping, but even I click update and it's not changing the shipping cost. So it's still $100. I just went to pay and it automatically switched for me. So you go to PayPal and the switches? Yeah, pay and it, it originally said 100 something and I clicked pay and I was like, wait, what? And then I, I got charged 40. I was like, whoa, whoa. So I click PayPal and it keeps bringing me back to the same. Oh, wait, hold on, guys. Uh, uh, I'm in uh. PayPal. It's refreshing. This is this is the moment we've all been waiting for. I'll talk to you later. Bye. I'm I'm <laughs> uh, I'm further along than you, JP. So just so you know, I've been, I've been, following, I've been following along. I've actually, um, before that, I actually got to the screen. Now I got to the next screen. So I'm making well, slow it's progress. Just lo- it's just stuck on this loading thing. And now the page is down again. And uh, I give up. Although I will say while we were talking, I have a friend that I've helped out before. And he was like, hey, I got two. He's like, if I get both, he's like, you can have one. I'm like, okay, I'll keep you posted. But the power of JP. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I help I help those who ask me and it's nice when it's reciprocated. <laughs> anyway, so um hey, while we're doing I was productive too. I mean I I did send um the options that we want for our giant um postcard sized um okay. stack cards that we're gonna do for Demons Tier. we're gonna get like four different quotes for different styles. Um either it's gonna be super glossy or it's gonna have some really fancy stuff. It depends on how much it costs. Because if yeah. it costs a lot if it costs a crap ton more, then we won't do it. If it's marginally, we'll do it for sure. Right. Make it premium. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, where can everybody find us? You want to okay. go first? Go for oh, it. Oh, me? Me? Yeah. Uh, you could find me at the Southern Fried Retro Gaming Expo this weekend. I <laughs> told right. you guys where I'm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I'm on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley on books on instagram and of course i'll be in the discord every once in a while talking smack to barry throwing him sh- or showing him throw dirt in his face <laughs> yeah <laughs> just another day that ends in why oh you guys love each other yeah, okay. <laughs> barry where can everybody find uh, you you can find me on twitter at hawk hellfire you can find me on facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You can always find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord or through our support email. JP? You can find me at jpswitchmania.com for all your weekly releases updates. You can find me on Twitter, jpswitchmania, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and then, of course, Premium Edition Games on, on social media. So really, Twitter is where I hang out along with Frank, and then Frank will also manage uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um and also, don't forget to visit premiumeditiongames.com, where we have less than 80 copies of Super Blood Hockey. Grab your copy today. Do we? Yeah. That's it. Copies? <laughs> 80 copies. Hey, when it's gone, you know, on this episode, we're like, and it's gone. Yep. <laughs> I'm okay. going to do, do the South Park uh, GIF on social yep. media and be like, and it's gone. Which one? And then I'm going to get all the emails. <laughs> the, I, I think it's the guy right? giving the news report. <laughs> After I post this episode, you could actually post that because we we announced something during this episode that's gone, technically. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't get this game. Anyway, guys. Let's <laughs> wrap up. Hey, I got to the next page, too, and then it, it refreshed. And yeah, now it's back. They're just now messing I'm back. With I've regressed. I've regressed. 
I um, will say I'm pretty sure Ivan and Boris are geniuses because I have no idea how to shut down the website, but they seem to be masters at it. Um, <sighs> I think it's the JP's refreshing every two seconds that actually helps <laughs> that. Uh, whoopsie, sorry, everybody. That that means you're your own worst enemy. <laughs> yes, I am. I need it. I need it. I need it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, too uh, funny. <laughs> All right, well, let's say bye. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening to JP Refresh, and we will see you next time. Bye. Have a good one.
living I'm about to wake up and every get watch it burn Like a fire burn I'm coming back until the world is yours The world be mine One step closer to the edge I'm about to wreck so I'm ready If you let's play the game is out so bring it on You don't know me so I'll show you Now you know me I'll pull through I'm ready to take you I'm right in front of you right in front Get your heart and clean Don't wait for it Cause I'm in front of you 